You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops, and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. Welcome back to It's Always Game Day in Cleveland. Daryl Ryder joined by Dan Murphy, the co-author of Joe Thomas, Not Your Average Joe, the authorized biography from Wisconsin to Cleveland to the Hall of Fame as we uh, talk about Joe's Hall of Fame career with the Cleveland Browns, both on as well as off the field, and the book itself. Um, it's uh, bro- You broke it down into three parts, Dan. Uh, growing up, his time uh, w- at Wisconsin, and then the part that I couldn't wait to read, and that was the, the Browns part for obvious reasons. But um, uh, I want to start here. Uh, the thing that I learned about him uh, in the book is, as a kid, he loved breaking glass. <laughs> yeah, he was, uh, it was interesting, you know, doing interviews with his friends and family growing up and, you know, hearing stories about what he was like as a kid, because I only knew him, you know, as a young adult when he came here. We were both in our early 20s when we met. Um, but I mean, typical kid, you know, but he was a much bigger kid. So he, uh, did some roughhousing with some of the neighborhood, uh, kids when they were wrestling and, uh, he, uh, caused some broken glass and some broken bones for some neighbors when he was just, just playing just cause he was so much bigger. I, I, one of the other things that he, uh, mentioned in the book is, uh, how he learned not to talk just to do. And that was Joe in a nutshell when we would speak with him, uh, aside from, as a, as a rookie, when he talked about his aspirations, I forget who he did the interview with, but he had mentioned, you know, sure, I'd like to be in the Hall of Fame one day. But that was really as uh, boisterous as he got as a player. I mean, he just was the, the ultimate blue collar, put your pads on, your helmet, and go to work each and, and every day. Uh, but that part really resonated with me, the learning how just to not talk, just go out there and, and do your job. And I'm guessing as somebody who worked with him, to deal with people like me, that had to make your life real easy. <laughs> yeah, Joe was great to work with, especially from that standpoint. Um, I mean, I knew whenever he was doing an interview, there not, nothing controversial would come up because that's just who Joe is. Yeah, Joe's lack of controversy, I have to tell you, uh, really made life difficult on people like me because we deal in quotes. And he was a, he was a great quote machine. Uh, there were weeks where I would go to him on Monday. Talk to him again on Wednesday. Talk to him on Thursday. Talk to him again. I mean, he would be sick of seeing me by the end of the week, but he always made himself available. Uh, and, that, and that's got to be one of the hardest things to do when there's not a lot of positivity to talk about. Yeah, he was always there. He was always accountable, you know, win, lose, or draw. He was always at his locker. And that's why he endeared himself with so many of the media members, too. Just he was always there, and he was always, you know, friendly and laughing. And, you know, like you said, he wouldn't, might not always give a – you know, boisterous quote, but he would be there for his team. And uh, he talks about this in the book a little bit. There's a chapter about the mind of an offensive lineman. And he kind of details that 
you know, as an offensive lineman, it's it's not about you. It's about the quarterback. It's always about the receivers, you know. Basically, he says, the only time your name is mentioned as a lineman is when something bad happens. You know, a holding call or you jump off sides. And that's typically how it was back when he was playing. Now, I think offensive linemen get a little more credit, but uh, they weren't really talked about as much. So he didn't really want to talk about himself. That's just kind of who he was. I think he was charged with 37 sacks, 36, 37 sacks in 10,363. <laughs> that is just beyond astounding to me. Yeah, I mean, he's probably the best left tackle of all time. <laughs> I, I just when when I when I think about that, uh, I I just I can't I, I just I can't fathom, uh, you know, playing at that level each and every snap. Number one, number two, doing it while you're hurt at times. Uh, now, as a kid, he was a multi-sport athlete. Uh, he was a uh, uh, you know a track star. Uh, he played basketball. He played. Baseball, ultimately football, became his calling. Talk to me a little bit just about because you talked to a lot of people that he grew up with. How, how what was it like just trying to chase all those folks down and and kind of get some of those intimate details from his childhood to really kind of paint that picture of what really made Joe Thomas Joe Thomas. Yeah, it was great. And the one thing I'll say about Joe, I've never met anyone who has met Joe that doesn't like Joe. So people were very excited to sit down and tell their stories about Joe because he just has that way, just whenever he meets anyone, just makes them feel good about themselves, makes you feel good about him. Um, and you, ne you never have a bad interaction when you're with him just because he's always positive, always happy. Uh, one of the stories that I thought was the most compelling was he was a really good shot putter. And he also threw the shot put at Wisconsin. And there's some coaches that said if he would have really focused on the shot put instead of football, they think he could have been an Olympic shot putter. That's how good he was at all the different sports he played. Yeah, and they thought he could play baseball. They thought he played basketball. He had the bill for it. Actually, one of the pieces of glass he broke was he shattered a backboard, and then the coach decided to mess with him and make him believe that he was going to have to replace the backboard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, luckily, he didn't have to, but uh, that, that is uh, one of many stories that is in this book that Dan and Mark Bona co-authored along with Joe Thomas uh, talking about uh, his childhood. Again, broken down into three parts, him growing up, uh, his t tenure with the, the, the Wisconsin Badgers, and then, of course, how he ended up with the Cleveland Browns. More with Dan Murphy after this.